It is about the theft of something called the Pizzles. So this is also Canadian. I love Canada. And a Pizzle. A pizzle. theft of, of, of a Pizzle. Someone thefted my Pizzle. A Pizzle? <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is, or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. All right, so I would like to kick off with some old BS. And oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like kicking off a show yes. with some old BS. Well, I couldn't believe this. I haven't seen this show. I've heard of it. you probably heard of it, too. It's Shark Tank. Shark Tank, yeah. And so whenever I'm searching for our shark segment, our often, yeah. you know, popularly received. Oh, this comes received, up and it bothers you. It comes up. But okay. I was like, let me see what these people do. So basically the show is that you go on with your really good idea and these evil millionaires try to, like, buy the shares up from you. Yeah, for a low, for, for a discount a, price. For a super price before you can even get the item out there. Yeah, right. right. It's like, no... We're going to tell you how it can't work unless you do it my way yeah. for this price. And then I'm going to take 80% of it. Yeah. And you can go, I don't know, have some gruel or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can go and have yeah. some gruel. I made it Dickensian for some reason. <laughs> so these are a couple of things that the geniuses at Shark Tank, some guy bought 75% in this. Um, it's something called the Illuma Bowl. There's a bunch of them. The Illuma Bowl. Illuma Bowl. Illuma Bowl. Okay. It's a motion activated color changing toilet nightlight. Oh, come on. And it gives, it says, it guides you to the porcelain throne without blinding you in the middle of the night. These are, I've never not wanted to see more clearly than I have at the middle of the night when I have to pee. Like, put on all the lights. Yeah. Every exactly. night you can. Not just one. That's a scary light, too. And yes. It comes out of the, um, so it's dedicated to improving your late night lavatory experience. It's the first product launch, and now the Illuma Bowl has a lot of other products behind it. So there's the original Luma Bowl, a product that started it all. It's it it adjusts. You can put it on your regular toilet, okay. on your normal everyday toilet that you have. Um, three AAA batteries, snap it to the rim of the bowl, and and it lights the bowl up. All it, right, so it's like a, a like a, a Tupperware lid on the seat on the rim. Kind of, but it's also kind of like what you see those guys in New Jersey have when the car is lit from below. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> So it automatically lights up the moment someone walks to the bathroom. No. So, and it's it's a motion-activated sensor, so accidents in the dark will be a thing of the past. Eight colors and patterned illuminations or color rotate for a rave effect in no, your toilet. No, You know what? <laughs> not only get is Greta it just... Thornburg from the climate march to attack these not, people. I know. What not the only, hell? This is just not necessary. No, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't need a party in my bowl in that way. Yeah. Um, what is if somebody comes in and sits or stands and I don't is like, know. yay, this is like, yay. this is where I'm supposed to go to the bathroom. Finally. As someone has pointed this yes, out. Yes, because me. I was taking a piss in, in the uh, you know shower before. Yeah. Because I was confused. <laughs> now that there's lights over here, I know what to do. And, and, uh, also, this is a scary thing. For children, Have, children are already terrified. In the middle of the night when it's dark and you <laughs> yes. don't, you can't be bothered to turn on the full light, but you have this glowing hole. It could be a portal to hell. Yes. Are you going to go near it? It could be that close encounters. Yeah. Of the bowl kind or whatever. So this, there's another one, Illuma Bowl Toilet Projector Nightlight. No. Perfect for kids and quirky what? adults alike. This Illuma Bowl toilet projector nightlight takes the idea of toilet bowl light a step further. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank 
this. It projects emojis directly into the toilet bowl to emit a soft glow when it detects motion. It's super simple to attach to any toilet. It makes a convenient, creative nightlife. Choose between four emojis. A poo emoji. A dartboard. A rose. Wait. What is the rose for? Or a fish. They think, oh, we need uh, one for girls, so we're going to make a rose. rose. That's probably... I don't even know what to tell you because, like... (laughs) $25 on sale for 14 You're training people now to piss and... And defecate on emojis. Yes, on a rose, on a fish. I, I particularly have an issue with the fish. I feel like yeah. that should not be what, what we're doing here. All right, so uh, there's another one. The Illumable Germ Defense LED Toilet Nightlife. Because, you know, we need to take it a step further. Germ defense as bonus feature. Ability to kill bacteria commonly found in toilets. Now, this should have been the first thing if that's a problem. Yeah. If, if, if bacteria in a toilet is an issue... I don't think it is. I keep my toilet clean. You do. We've yeah. never had anything come at us. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I feel perfectly safe. You need this ring of defense yes. around the toilet at this point because yeah, I mean, you can't clean. If or? you need a ring of defense, then you do what ladies do in a public toilet. You hover. You, yeah. You, you do like a squat. You know But you I mean? also have to clean up. If you squat, you must clean up. Yes. You have to clean up. Of course you have to clean up after yourself. Yeah. Oh, I... For sure. I can't walked even... into a stall the other day after... This smiling woman came out, and the whole seat is just. You should drenched. have charged back out and been like, "I'm sorry, Felicia. <laughs> Get over Get here. Get back over here. Cleaned up the um, your cover so mess." This is it has all the other features, the same subtle glow as the original. Eight color options, color rotate mode. Mm-hmm. Plus, it includes a diode with a highly focused non UV light that destroys germs without harming humans. Okay. I'll say no. I don't want that thing anywhere near my parts. No, I don't want to be sanitized. I know. I'm good. I know. I need everything that's there. And then this last one, (laughs) there's some good germs out there too. Yeah. Then this last one, the Aluma Scrub Light Up Loofah. Right. You know, if you have your your privates down there and that's like... (laughs) And they get irradiated. Yeah. After they've been treated to a show. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get a drink while we're there. Um, The Aluma Scrub Light Up Loofah, while it may not be for your toilet, I should say not, the Aluma Scrub Light of Lufa adds excitement to your bathroom. It's an epoxy coated LED bath poof. And you swing it, shakes it, and it lights up. Now, I, I've i been using Lufa for a while. Yeah, I yeah. like a Lufa. I don't want anything in there. No. I don't want anything no. in there that lights up. No. I don't want anything in it that has a battery. Ow. Let's remember what we're doing with this thing. Yeah. We're washing ourselves, right? It doesn't need all of this. No, it cycles through eight different colors as you lather and exfoliate. After 30 seconds without movement, it shuts itself off. This is garbage. I don't this know. Is... It's I don't need, like, I'm my toilet, what do they call it, my, uh, my lavatory experiences, are, they don't need to be kicked up any notches. Yeah. <laughs> Zero notches, I want them kicked You're up. You're right at the notch you want to be yes. at. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm thrilled that we you know we have a toilet it flushes it works yeah. I don't have to deal with it anyway we don't have to go outside we're not using an outhouse we're not having to do anything bizarre. I know I'm indoor good. plumbing is, is indoor amazing. plumbing is amazing and a loofah is already doing its thing I don't know when someone was in the shower they're like you know what this thing is dark AF what can we do to this loofah how can we how, <laughs> how can, can we light we, up this loofah yeah how can we make this experience of of a wash like how long are you using it for a minute. Is it trying to encourage people to wash? 
Because people aren't washing? The, the encouragement. You know the story. I told you the people who don't wash yes, their legs. the people who don't wash their legs. They just but, let the water run down and they're like, yeah. the, the encouragement is somebody being like, dude, you're funky AF. You stink. Pew. There's lines coming off of you. Yeah. People are avoiding you. If no one will sit next to you on the subway in the, in the three-seater. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, you yeah. know it's time to have a wash. But I don't, I, so this to me, this is just more like landfill. It basically you know, is. This is like, just, just this more garbage and yeah, shame on Shark Tank for yeah, promoting this. Like a Luma bowl. Like what's next? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I can't even, what else could light up? What can you light up? Well, your toothbrush. But toothbrush is already, I'm sure already that already exists. It probably sings at you and tweets on you and all, you know, all kinds of stuff. The shower, that they have light up stuff for the shower. How about the, the drain? Maybe what, something what? could come out of the dream, like Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> like a glowing version of Celine Dion yes. down there. And she could sing. Yeah, she could sing. And she could go yeah, clockwise or counterclockwise, yeah. depending on what happens. That would make my shower and it would be, a lot better. If you walk by the, the bathroom at night, it senses you and it just says, the heart will go on. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever her songs yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Is that it? Uh, my heart will go on. Yeah, yeah I think so. All I right. think you're right. I think we've come good. up with a new Illuma Bowl. Celine Dion version. Celine Dion version. <laughs> I like that. Or Whitney Houston, whatever you want. Yeah. Whoever. All right, what do you have? Okay. Um, let's see. Celine Dion. <laughs> Titanic. It's a Titanic in Yeah, it's a Titanic you. reference. Yeah. You like the Titanic. I, I'm going to watch it one day. I'm going to hate watch. I'm going to hate watch it. Can yeah. I watch it with you? Sure. We had loaded and watched Titanic. Yeah. We already know what happens. Yeah. But I'll, yeah, sure. <laughs> I remember. I'm going to talk the entire time. The funniest thing was, you know, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, and Kate Winslet, and it's supposed to be a r- romance, you know, between the between two, the two of them. And I remember, is there re- zero chemistry? A reviewer wrote, "It's like their sex scene. It's like watching a puppy try to mount a great dame." Oh no! <laughs> I was going to say. He climb up on something. And she's not. She's not overweight or anything. She's just like a, she's a. She's a big voluptuous she's woman. A voluptuous woman. He's yeah. not. And he was like a tiny stick man. Yeah. 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 I've seen this before. With it's his not floppy a, hair that he has to push over to the it's side. Not a cute look. No. If you're gonna have a sexy woman, I feel like you need to have a sexy. Yeah, man. like a strapping. Yeah. Like. like like a Fabio type. I don't know. Why does it, like, they have all these little, like, puny guys as the as the leads. I don't know. And they don't have, like, your Tom Selleck anymore. I don't know. We should we should look into that. Where is, where's the Tom Selleck of today? Who would that be? The strapping man. I don't know. Nope, Where are the strapping men? men? Um, email us at heyyouknowit.com. Yeah, so just point hey, us at gmail.com. Let us know. Men. Yeah, okay. where are the strapping men? Okay, so I want to talk about secrets. Okay. Like Oprah style, you could tell me (laughs) on national television. (laughs) Yeah, so people have secrets, and it's like people divulge these secrets. Well, yeah, that's the whole look. If it's not divulged, is it really a secret? (laughs) It's, I mean, really, it has to be kept between is it a secret if you don't tell anybody, Mm -hmm. it's your own secret, or if you share a secret between you know, if there's two people, is it still a secret? I think there was a quote in Game of Thrones where they got Varys, the uh, eunuch said something like, if more than two people know it's not a secret, it's information. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So what is a secret? So some people just can't help themselves and they keep opening their mouths. And they they may have good intentions or they're not thinking about the consequences, but they divulge your secrets, Mm. right? 
So here are some foolproof ways that will help you keep your secrets to yourself. Well, first of all, don't tell those people. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Okay. So it's human nature to pass on juicy pieces of information from one ear to the other. I guess keep your information less juicy. Yeah. Secrets, <laughs> secrets die when they turn into gossip. So it's necessary to guard them. <laughs> they die and are reborn as gossip. Yeah. And information. Yeah, it's like kind of like Pet cemetery. Yeah. A secret is buried into the foul it ground. Back. It comes back. as gossip. Um, therefore, it's necessary to guard them from gossip mongers who then trespass your privacy. Okay. Here are some foolproof ways to keep secrets from everyone. Number one. Don't tell anyone. Take it to the grave with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's, like, obvious. Don't that should them. be the end but, of the article. But sometimes it's really hard. You need to share it with yeah. somebody. Tell it to the bees. Yeah. <laughs> tell it to the bees? Yeah. What kind of bees? Just whoever. Bu- oh, I thought you meant bumblebees. No, whatever bee. Okay. Actual bees, though. <clears throat> Never document it. Okay. The rookie mistake here. This <laughs> rookie mistake. Yeah, some people are in the habit of documenting their secrets in a diary or even a blog. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Who, who knew <laughs> that a blog would let your secret out? <laughs> yeah. So there's a danger of someone reading your diary in your absence. Um, either confess it in front of a confidant if you have to get it off your chest, but never put it on paper. Okay. I don't know. Never, yeah, that's true. Don't put anything in Don't write in it down. Uh, number three, pretend it never happened. Oh, I feel like when you try to bury something like that, it, like again, like Pet cemetery. we're going to use year. that metaphor, it comes back. Yeah, but it also makes you a little bit twisted. If you start yeah. denying reality and denying that something happened. Because sometimes you done. start thinking, you start believing your own lie yeah. and acting upon it. Yeah. It's like, I never killed those people. Yeah. And, and then, then you just go around like you didn't. And then you become like like Kellyanne Conway, yeah. who gets up there and just lies. And, and doesn't know like, what's going on. And is repeating lies and going, ah. Yeah. And no, she knows she's lying. I don't know if she knows mm-hmm. anymore. I think she knows it, but she's like, this is, I just, feel like, this is what you do. I feel like she's one of those kind of people that you need to be like, do you know where you are right now? <laughs> like, yeah. do you know where you are right now? Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, it helps if you're forgetful. Forgetfulness. <laughs> Just forget that <laughs> the secret you... is safe when you can't remember what it is. I don't know where I buried those bodies. Well, remember, keeping your secrets makes you mysterious. Okay. Uh, don't confess it to anyone, even to your better half. There is some kind of mysterious air around you when you keep your secret to yourself. Enjoy the feeling. So... It... <laughs> If you can't confess it to whatever their whatever your better half is, you need to get another half. Yeah. <laughs> like, the half is not as good as you think it is. Oh, really? Because that should be one person who can keep your secret. Right. And j- But you can only tell them a secret that is that doesn't involve them. Same thing, I think, it goes for a friend. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, if it's, if it's something that doesn't involve the friend, mm-hmm. then tell them, sure. Yeah. Because it's not going to... Uh, it's not going to mess with their lives or mess with their head in any way. Yeah. But if it's, like, a secret that I'm like... Remember when we, you know, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Leave it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, when you have secrets, I mean, do you think it would change if you, your persona, if you have all these secrets that you're not telling anyone? I don't have any because, you know, I did comedy for so many years. I pretty much <clears throat> shat everything out on stage. <laughs> like, I don't think <laughs> I have any secrets. I don't. I feel like people who don't divulge anything like are shady. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to talk to them. Even yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it's just like you're not giving out any information. But you can kind of tell that they're hiding something, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, if they're hiding this, what else are they hiding? Yeah, kind of thing. 
oh, I found out some good stuff about people, and I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> Everything, like, yes. there are some people I never knew why they acted a certain yeah, way. Yeah, and then when it comes out. And then I have their backstory yeah. that they never divulged. I'm like, oh. Like, That's the yeah. best. And then it, it, But it, sometimes it softens the person, because you're like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. This thing happened, or mm-hmm. you did this thing, and as a result, now you're holding on to it. I always find it fascinating, because uh, I watch a lot of mysteries, there's always someone who's like 90 years old, and you're like, dude, no one cares anymore, yeah. but they're holding on yeah. to the fact that they flat-footed someone back during the World War One. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, right. you know. Let's see. Uh, change the topic if necessary. If you're t- if at times you'll be cajoled to share a secret, at such times it's wise to change the topic of so discussion. So have you ever killed anybody? Look, at those flowers. <laughs> I mean, how do you... I tell you, you got it. There's some people who always are trying to deflect that way, and I'm like, no, I just asked you a question. Do you keep coming back to it? Yeah, I'm like, I asked you a question, and answer that question. So basically, if if you have a secret, stay away from Katie Casper. That's right. She will bust it. I will bust that secret out of you. Sometimes you will have to lie. I don't know about this. Yeah, they say lying is for a good cause is socially acceptable. If your secret is the reason of mass destruction, then you will have to hide it by lying. When they say lying is the better part of valor, is that the same? Is it? No. <laughs> so we're like, there's no good thing no about good, lying. No, there's nothing good about lying. Just deny. Deny, deny, deny. That's what mm. I would do. All right. Now, if you have to tell it to anybody, they say, they advise, tell it to your pet. Okay. Yeah. Tell it to the bees. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Find I was an thinking, in my, in my scenario, we are beekeepers. And we're telling it to our bees. Yeah. yeah. But really, tell it. If you feel like you have to get something off your chest, tell mm-hmm. it to your dog. But make sure your dog is a, is a reliable confidant. Yeah. And not, <laughs> and see how they behave after you see tell us. them. <laughs> the dog just, like, I don't know where Fido went. Yeah. <laughs> he refuses to eat. Yeah. He won't take anything from me. Yeah. You know. He thinks you're an egg. He appears to be packing up. Uh, bury it. Okay. Literally. Just, yeah. Write it on a piece of paper. paper tear it up. And bury it. Okay, so in in the weird scenario in which someone is just like digging around and finds a ripped up piece of paper, you are in trouble. Yeah. Well, you rip it up. <laughs> well, they can piece it together again. Yeah. Yeah. They can piece it together. Yeah, that was like in the show. There was one of these shows, I think, Dead to Me, where they put the secret in the balloon. And then someone found it. Yeah, and it came back. and they. I would say eat it. Good luck piecing that together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. If you're a loyal secret keeper, then count your blessings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes too much to protect secrets. However, it's a good thing that people consider you a confidant who can keep their secrets safe. Pat your back and count your blessings. So if people come to you and they're telling you their their stuff, yeah, you could just be like, you know what, this is a compliment, and maybe I'll keep the secret to myself and just take the accolade of somebody. I, I mean, most people who have told me, friends of mine who have told me their secrets, I'm, I'm, they're like, ah, I want to, I need to tell somebody. I'm like, I hear the secret. I'm like. Man, this ain't shit. It's not weighing on my conscience at all. <laughs> yeah. It's lame. Who cares? You know, <laughs> like, you, what a waste. Yeah. I thought I was going to be receiving some heavy information. Some, something juicy. No. No. Not at all. It's just like, okay. Yeah. But well, sometimes. A lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's funny. Maybe they need to hear that, that they're yeah. not alone in that. It's, it's, I have never, I haven't heard anything original yet. I'll yeah. put it that way. I haven't heard, heard anything original. And I haven't heard anything shocking. It's like, well, yeah, I thought, oh, I'm sorry, that's a secret? Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that super inside. <laughs> Won't tell anybody. Yeah. 
what you think is a secret. Yeah. But that's funny. But then you can see what, where they're at yeah. in life and what their, their deal is. And it's just good character information. A lot of people have told me secrets that I'm like, well, that's an open secret. An open <laughs> secret. Yes. It's like every an open secret is everybody knows. They're the last person to know. And they think, not that they're the last person to know, but they think nobody knows. Okay, like, can you give an example? Uh, an example is like, I guess if somebody has stolen someone else's material okay. and, public, and put it out there as their own. Okay. And they think nobody knows where they got oh. the material from. But the person who was robbed has been telling everybody. Plus, oh. everybody saw the material. Okay, got And it, knows got it, it was there. No one's confronted you <laughs> on it because the person you took it from doesn't care and we don't care. Yeah. Got it. You know, so that that kind of a thing where you're like, so, oh wow, looking at you, Robin Williams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, rest God rest his soul. Good luck to him. Yes. All right, so I have some barnyard news. This is a barnyard news is a segment where we report on animals that are in the barnyard, some who are out of the barnyard. This is an animal that is both in and out of the barnyard. Uh, it's good news, even though the headline, when I read the headline, I was like, this is terrible. 17,000 feral cats could be roaming Toronto. What? And experts How many? say 17,000. Get out. And experts say that's good news. Canada. And then they have a Mine. picture of a cat. So it says 17,000 feral cats could be roaming the street of Toronto. That means to me that there's a possibility. It can happen. Okay. Um, survey responses from cat colony caretakers. This is what they call them in Canada, in Canada cat colony caretakers. So the groups okay. of feral cats are called a colony. Right. The caretakers uh, and data around land use and population came up with the number of 17,000 homeless felines. But a decade ago, they, the citywide population of feral cats was 100,000. So they've decreased it. You know, quite a bit from 100,000 to 17,000, but 100,000 cats? 100,000. It's a, That's an infestation. That's yeah, a, according to Tegan Buckingham, who is an expert of their version of like the ASPCA. So that we noticed in terms of trends is that the number of cats coming into town that are mm-hmm. considered stray is decreasing over time. So, of course, as I'm reading this story, I'm just thinking about these cats like coming in from like, you know, outside of Toronto, mm-hmm. from the suburbs and the country. Like, looking for life in Toronto mm-hmm. as a feral cat. Um, the Toronto Animal Services Department doesn't track the feral cat population, but it's seen fewer cats coming to the shelter system um, They where they trap them, neuter them, and then release them. So the program works thanks to volunteers who flag fertile felines and then whisk them away and then bring them back so that they're not able to continue the cycle of, you know, feral cycle cats having kittens. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's a societal problem for the cats. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, the way they talk about it. Like, we just stop the cycle. Kittens having kittens. Oh, God. Um, they just need some Jesus in their lives, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, The lifelong cat lover, Connie Archambault, which I love this name, Connie Archambault. You don't hear Connie anymore. No. Constance. Uh, it's a success of the, the or program. Or Cornelia. Yeah, she started working with feral cats 16 years ago after spotting some roaming outdoors on her usual route to the gym. You know what? Hands hands up, up to these people because I would never... If I see feral cats, I'm not messing with them. 
I'm not going to figure out how to, like, get them into my life and try to reform their ways. Yeah. No, let them be. I'm going to call the ASPCA, or let them be. Um, since 2004, she says she's been getting them neutered, whatever. There's been no new kittens. And then the other cats just slowly died out over time. Oh, my God. So, thumbs up. Um, she said the colonies that were near her, there were two colonies that are mostly gone. But she did keep one feral cat for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she loves having cats around, she says fewer cats are better. They suffer greatly. They, if there's fighting... Apparently, if there's amongst, too many cats. amongst the cats, yeah, yeah. amongst the cats, disease and it's, it's like just, the jets and the sharks, but yes. in the cat world, it's not a happy life. So this is one thing I didn't know. She says life life for a cat on the street is difficult. Sure, it's hard out there for a pimp. We all know. Seventy five percent of feral kittens die within six months, and then oh. the average street cat only lives to be two. Oh my god! I so had if no you idea. It's like a feral cat. That's one tough. Yeah, but they look old. Yeah. Whenever I see like the feral cats in my neighborhood, I assume they're like eight. Yeah. No, they're two. They're oh young. God. You see what life on the streets does to a cat? Oh. They look haggard, tired. Hag- oh, yep. man. They're out there having babies. <laughs> kittens having kittens. <laughs> Live fast, die young. Yeah, she said, we have new colonies every day. We're up to about 700 colonies of cats with 80% of those in Toronto. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of cats. <laughs> like, how many cats are in a colony? I have no idea. I don't know how they... It is. It must be like gangs. Yeah. Because they're key, it's like, you know, it's like a group of ten. And they have their personalities sure. and their own alpha yeah. situation going on. Um, some, in nearby Mississauga, some have dubbed the feral cat uh, thing an, an epidemic. People are complaining. It's not an epidemic. People are complaining about the number of stray cats strutting in the streets. Stray cats strutting? <laughs> stray cats strutting in the streets and wreaking havoc. On private property. Oh. It's a problem. Stray cats strutting. The fact that they had the nerve to write this down, you got to give it up for the CDC. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so feral cats roaming Toronto. All right. What do you have? Oh, well, I have to tell you about um, this podcast, and it's also on Patreon. It's called Tarot by Cecilia. Okay. Okay. Who is Cecilia? Cecilia is this woman who has been reading tarot cards for like, I don't know, 40 years or something. And okay. she has this great, like, whiskey voice. Right? Mm-hmm. So what she does, she really... She's a gold dust woman. I don't know if she's a gold dust she's woman. She's been around. No, she, she has seen a few things. Okay. But she knows <laughs> she knows the tarot, and she also pairs it with astrology. Okay. Which, which I really didn't cool. know was th- something you could do. Yeah, well, okay. I, yeah, I didn't know either. I started listening to her because she had the card of the day. And okay. I was like, it's cool to, like, hear about each card of the tarot and understand what it means. How long is her podcast? Is it daily, weekly? She has like different levels. Okay. And it's mostly like she has it all over the place. She has like it on Facebook. She has it on um, Patreon. Okay. And now she has it on Podbean. Okay. And it's called Tarot by Cecilia. Okay. But I listen to it on Patreon and there is a, um, but you could listen to it on Podbean now. This is, it's new there. Okay. Um, but she has card of the day. So every day she does a reading and she picks a card and she talks about the card. So I was like, oh, it's interesting to hear it's about. It's like educational as well. Yeah. 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 And then she has bigger readings where she goes into like a weekly or something about what's going on, like a Mercury retrograde or. And she's reading for the jet, for the mood of. What's going on, not for a particular person. Right, right, okay. right. And then she does readings for each sign, and that's like a, oh, wow. on a different level. So she has like a variety of different readings going on, and you can pay and listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I started listening just to like learn about the cards. Okay. 
And then I started listening to her weeklies. And I'm just like, oh, wow, this is pretty much spot on. Really? And she brings in astrology, and she pairs it with the, the tarot, and it's it's really good. So I'm just saying you can check it out. That's interesting. I would like to, I mean, after we, we've <laughs> had tarot card readers, obviously, Marcy Curry are on here, and we've had an astrologer on mm-hmm. our show. Um, and it had never occurred to me that these two different, I don't know what you call them, modalities would mm-hmm. kind of like work together. Not that they would be oppositional to one no, another. No, but they actually do. Which I don't is know enough about either one to see how they would line up. Yeah. Oh, and we like our, uh, we love our Marcy and yeah. we love our, um, Eleanor yeah. who did the astrology. Um, but she, Cecilia puts it together it's like in a such a way. like peanut butter situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like really that. good. So check it out. Tarot right. by Cecilia. Tarot by Cecilia. So I have, um, I, from time to time, like to report on extreme sports. I thought I had run out, but I found a new one. It's called blobbing. Blobbing. Have you ever heard of it? So blobbing. So the, a blob is, it's a two-layered balloon. So it looks like, imagine a gigantic uh, elongated like mm-hmm. whoopee cushion, I guess. Um, and you blow it up inside, and usually you put it either on a soft, like a grass, grassy surface, or in the water, and okay. you jump onto it. Okay. So that's like a, something you would see kind of in a, like an '80s movie about like kids in the summertime. Okay. Like a, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that kind of thing. There's also some water skiing mm-hmm. on, and there's one water skier who's really good, and there's another kid who's poor and he's not that kind of thing. But anyway. Um, so the blob comes in various sizes, and you, generally they are for water sports. So the the blob that's used for blobbing uh, is a peanut shape, and it is colored differently on both sides. So mm-hmm. one half of the peanut is dark, the other half is light. So what happens is, the, it says the methodology for a successful jump is very simple, but you have to have a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So one person jumps from a height. Let's say they, they get on top of a ladder or something, or maybe there's a cliff, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and they jump mm-hmm. down onto the blob. They then scramble onto the other side of the blob, mm-hmm. the different color side, and wait there while a second person jumps down. Oh, God. And then they go flying <laughs> into the air. And the other person <laughs> into the air. Um, yeah, on reaching the spot, the jumper becomes a flyer, waits for another person to jump on the other side, and once both players are ready, the jumper jumps onto the blob, and the flyer reaches high up in the air and splashes in the water, completing the jump. And this goes on and on until, mm-hmm. and this is the sport. <laughs> until everyone's exhausted. <laughs> yes! So this is the sport, is that you, you get onto like one end of a balloon, and someone jumps on the other, and you fling yourself into the air. Now this sounds. This is the way all sports start. It's just yeah. like this is a fun idea, yeah. and then people start regulating. They give yeah. rules. So it started out just measuring. the blob, like just jumping onto it was fun, mm-hmm. and then someone was like, "Hey, stand there, stand there, and guess what? Check this out. Hold my beer. Yes, hold my beer." And then yes. another person comes along and is like, "I see an opportunity here for some income," and starts painting one side of the blob one color, mm-hmm. and then you know differentiating it from the other one. Pretty soon there will be teams. There will be things like when you fly in the air, you'll have to perform a series of, mm-hmm. you know, moves or something like that before you splash down into the water. So this is blobbing. Uh, it says maintain the blob is very easy. You can take, um, you can buy a blob. It should last for about six years. If you take good care of it, I have no you idea take care what blob of care. Well, <laughs> take it out. <laughs> Listen to walk. it. Yeah. Um, the blob, so you have to make sure when you're buying a blob that it, that is waterproof and fireproof because I don't know what the fire piece is about, though. Ooh. <laughs> if that's like level next level okay. blobbing or whatever, um, fire. You have to. Oh, you have to 
fling somebody through a ring of fire. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you light the blob on fire and then you have to quickly fling someone off. Okay. I don't know. Before they're consumed by the flames. Oh, Jesus. It says, buy only blobs that are lead-free. Apparently, there's some shady blob manufacturers out there. Making them with lead. <laughs> who don't you? Who is making anything with lead? They should be hung by the feet. I know. Uh, it has to pass quality checks. The most important uh, feature of the blog is that it has a pressure valve. So that it doesn't become overinflated. Because then you know it will pop. Oh, <laughs> God, and that's a nightmare. So if you jump down on it, you scramble to the other side because we're a team. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Katie, are you ready? Yeah. And I jump, and then it just pops, and we both, I don't know what, we We fly in the air. We both break our ankles, that's it. But in my dream world, like a balloon, a hole develops on the side, and we just fly around. Okay. (laughs) Like it's a magic carpet. Yes. (laughs) Where are we going to land? It does completely, in the fire. Definitely in the flag. So yeah, this is um <coughs> this extreme sport of blobbing. Um, so far, it, there's no competition, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's coming. You know, I'm sure. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Santmari and Katie Casmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. Yeah, I'm okay. sure some kind of competition is coming because okay. it has to. Yeah. Get your wallets ready because yes. we're going to bet on this. If there if there are competition of people falling out of planes, there'll be a competition of mm-hmm. this. People jumping onto what I've described as a giant whoopee cushion. Actually, that would be funnier. Yep, <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be ours. That's the hikey blob. It's just like a fart noise. Yeah, yay! <laughs> Ten points. All right, what do you have? I have um, guess what? No. Oh God. <laughs> Being single is now a disability, huh? according to the World Health Organization. Are, do you get some kind of special dispensation for it? Yeah, the World Health Organization will change its definition of disabilities to classify people without a sexual partner as infertile. That's not true. It's not true. The I, I have a partner. I'm infertile. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how does that work? Yeah. Am but I if single? You, if you don't have a sexual partner, then you're infertile, and that's uh-huh. how they're classifying you. Um, it, it's controversial, and it will make it so that heterosexual single men and women, as well as gay men and women who are seeking in vitro fertilization, um, can can have it covered by insurance. Again, I have a partner, and I'm infertile. I don't consider that to be a disability. Yeah. I no. Take, it's not. I take offense to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. The move to extend the definition of disability to include a social condition has predictably angered some. Me. <laughs> including Jaquetta. Yes. It says that in the article. <laughs> angered a popular podcaster, Jaquetta Sotmar. Yeah. <laughs> Who consider it overreach by a medical organization that sets global standards. How dare you? Yeah. This absurd nonsense is not this simply. Redefin- so I like this is fair and open reporting. Absurd yeah. nonsense. Yeah, redefining infertility, but completely sidelining the biological process and significance of natural intercourse between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Mm. The, I don't know what uh, that means. They, and they're like they have it in quotes, natural intercourse. Okay, yeah. So they're trying to say that, like, if they ha- continue with this, saying that intercourse between a man and a woman. Ah, okay. Is natural, like, further defining what is natural, and then maybe excluding other kinds of sex. Why? Anytime you get an egg and a sperm together, boom, sex. I don't care how it's done. I'm I'm opening up the definition. I don't care. 
Thank you, doctor. <laughs> yes, Dr. 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 Get I'm wearing a lab coat. Boom. I'm sex. wearing a lab coat. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's see. How long before babies are created and grown on a request completely in a lab, they were saying. But How we, long? We all have been talking about that. Yeah, since the forever. dawn of time. The first, the first woman that had a baby who could complain about it was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't this happening over there, how we're making bread and soup, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. So they're saying... The definition of infertility is now written in such a way it includes the rights of all individuals who have a family. That includes single men, single women, gay men, gay women. It puts a stake in the ground and says that an individual's got a right to reproduce whether or not they have a partner. Uh, huh? But, what, but why does it have to be made a, a disability to do that? I know. Why can't we just simply say, yeah, if you want to have kids, go right ahead. Yeah. Why are we even talking about it? I know. Why it? we have to make it a disability and turn it into yeah. a law? No, you can have, um, for countries with government-provided health care and public funding for IVF procedures, this could have a significant ramification. Mm-hmm. It fundamentally alters who should be included in this group and who should have access to health care. Anybody. Anybody is the answer. Yeah. And we've decreed that, so enough of this. Nonsense. Yes, enough of this, everybody. Yeah, and it, you know... <laughs> Under the American Disabilities Act, a person with a disability is defined as someone with a physical or mental impairment that has substantially that substantially limits one or more major life activities. Mm-hmm. Well, that depends on what you think are major life activities, mm-hmm. then, doesn't it? Because I, I would I would argue there are a lot of people out there who would say that that having a child is negligible to them, mm-hmm. while it's maybe you know what I mean, yeah, and that you could have a full life without it, yeah. <laughs> So I think we're, it's dangerous territory. Yeah, right. A person who has a record or a history of such an impairment or a person who is perceived by others as having such an impairment. What do I mean? Just perceived by... That dude seems infertile. <laughs> He's infertile. Really? You know, I can, uh, he has that look in his eye. Yeah. Infertility yes. all over it. Written all over it. Because the ADA does not name all of the impairments that are covered. The New World um, Health organization guidelines could apply and even be unnecessary after all children having children is a major life activity for many people Mm -hmm. so i mean here's the thing okay so is being like of a disfavored ethnic or racial group can that also be a disability yeah i know because it can stop you from fulfilling a lot of your you know quote-unquote regular uh fulfilling life events yeah and i tell you i've heard actual other people that I have known, mm-hmm. married straight people say that if you're if you don't have children, you are selfish. If you remain mm-hmm. single and don't have children, you're selfish. Having getting married and having children is what life is all about. And mm-hmm. if you don't do it, you're just a selfish person. Are they good parents? Are their kids assholes? I mean, that's that's always no. What, they're you not know. good. I mean, their kids are alive, so I guess they kept so, them. So, so everyone's kids who are alive are alive. Yeah, you know, like we we all manage to survive our our parents somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying this. These people are saying it's their perception mm-hmm. that if you don't, oh yeah, have if you children, don't have children, you're selfish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I find that those people I don't talk to them. Yeah. Um. But, like, the, I, I think it's troubling to start making things... Dis- I, 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 thought we, I thought we were trying to move away from yeah. that. 
of you know of, of using that term disability and then kind of loading these things mm-hmm. with it because I mean I guess on one hand I see what they're saying because they're trying to open up health care for everybody mm-hmm. but the way to do that is just to open up health care for everybody yeah okay. and not to make every single thing uh, some kind of a uh, of a negative yeah right just say if you if you have health you should get health care yeah <laughs> like if you're yeah a living being you yeah if you're if, you, if you're living being under whatever definition that is and i think we can all agree on what that definition mm-hmm. definition is then you get health care it's a boom and you're open the, to the everything that's there yeah it's all it's if, there if it's you available it. if you need it then, then have yes, it then have it Bizarre. So, uh, uh, penis news. Uh, oh. Penis news, where I report on the member on the move, dick updates, scrolling stories. This is actually not about a human penis. It is about the theft of something called the pizzles. So, this is also Canadian. I love Canada. And a pizzle. A pizzle. theft of, of a pizzle. Someone thefted my pizzle. A pizzle. <laughs> a pizzle is a bull penis. A bull penis dog what? treat. And apparently a bunch of these were stolen from a pet store in Canada. And this made the news. A bull Mark Windsor, blown away by the theft of hundreds of dollars worth in pizzles. Uh, blown a, away? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ken Mont Road pet store owner says he is the victim of the theft of hundreds of dollars worth of expensive dog treats. How on earth did someone come into... Like, I go to the pet store all the time. I could see maybe lifting one pizzle. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe two, but how did you not see someone, hundreds of penises, they just stuffed in their pocket and ran out the door with it? Is it just shaped like a penis? It, it's a lo- it's long and thin. Okay, and they call them... They call He calls it a pizzle. Um, the pet zone owner... And saw he got it coming. He went to Facebook and said, you know, someone stole my pizzles, dehydrated bull penis chews for dogs, and they, they're help- they use them to combat tartar buildup. And also keep their gums healthy. Then he put that in the post as well. Yeah. <laughs> like he's also promoting it. Um, they took two and three foot lengths of pizzle and went out the door. Mm. How? A three foot dick. It's that handful of know, them. There's probably like the teenager at the counter who's on his phone. Oh, is there a resale market for these pizzles? Maybe you just have a lot of dogs. Or maybe you're like. You do charity work with dogs. I don't know. <laughs> and you're a thief? <laughs> and you're a thief. I like, it's, it's, I like this Canadian thing. He's kind of like a Robin Hood. He's like Robin stealing Hood. pizzles from yeah. the rich. To give to the poor. <laughs> to give to the poor. Yeah. Um, I like it. And now I'm making up this whole story and it's like, so what a guy. Yeah, two and three foot lengths of pizzle went out the door. And the quote from the, the pet owner was, we're all blown away from this. Oh, come on. Yeah. Like you've never... Windsor said more exciting he contacted the police immediately. And I'm sure they got right on it after they finished snickering. <laughs> police confirmed to a CBC News that an investigation mm-hmm. is ongoing. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's nothing else going on in this Canadian town that they need to look out for these, what is it, um, bull dicks yeah. that are out there. Windsor said his Facebook post was trying to give a heads up to local business owners as theft and shoplifting surge as the holiday season draws. I want to speak out because I'm independent. I'm a local business guy, and it's just awareness for the business owners who are out there at this time of year. Anyone will rob anything. Anyone will rob anything. That's not <laughs> yes. true. Anyone will rob anything. doesn't make a difference. Usually what's robbed in my store is the donation boxes. Anyone? But now they've gone from a business. Anyone would steal anything. Anyone would rob anything. Um, yeah, so... 
For now, Windsor said he'll keep a close eye on his things, but he doesn't want to operate his business by locking items away for fear of shoplifters. <laughs> it's something I just don't want to do. And I'm like, dude, really? Obviously, these things are... I, I have to look up and see. Maybe they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Because when I go to the pet store, I usually buy pig ears for my dog. Yeah. But apparently, they've all been recalled oh. due to salmonella. Oh. So our local pet store will not stock pig ears anymore. But they weren't that cheap. Okay. And the pig ears, obviously, there are more pig, there are more ears than dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. So, Twice as many. But I've never, and I'm looking at the picture of these pizzles, it just looks like a rawhide stick. Okay. So in the past, I'm wondering when I was buying rawhide, is this what I was actually buying for my dog? Maybe. Uh, pizzles? And if so, but they're not I, that cheap. If, But are they real? Or they just call them that? Why would they be fake? Like, like, you know how you call things, like, it's a hot dog. It's not a real dog. Yeah, I know, but why would you call something, like, a fake penis? Because guys. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what a bull penis looks like. Yeah, well. To be quite honest. And I don't know what it looks like after it's been, like, dried and stretched out. Mm-hmm. A stick, ostensibly, is what I see in the picture. Yeah. But they sell at the pet store, they sell ears. Mm-hmm. Snout, which I don't buy because that's just too much for me. Yeah, I don't want to see that on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting to me. Hooves. Yeah. Um, tails. This is nasty. Like this that. is like <laughs> some real serious like. Yeah. Well, these are animals, right? This is what they eat. I guess. Yeah. What are, what are you gonna give them? Like a falafel? Like they're not gonna yeah, go true, for that. True. A Greek salad. Warmed. <laughs> no. All right, we're tofu. Good. <laughs> tofu. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.